All right, welcome in. It is another special episode of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show where we go through the 50 best players of the last 50 years in the NBA. We are now, this is the first episode where we get into the top 20. So before we get to the top 20, we of course have to give you 21. And 21, I thought, was going to be an incredibly difficult player to rank because of how we're doing this. It's like, oh my God. I'm going to have to rank him, and then what if he then goes on and wins the title this year? How much that would change things. However, that's no longer a problem, because as we're recording this, we are just days removed from him squandering what was almost assuredly his last best chance to win a title. But that should not distract us from the fact he is still an all-time great. So let's get right into it. The 21st best player of the last 50 years, the point guard himself, Number 21, Chris Paul. So Chris Paul, as we sit here as, as of recording, has four first-team All-NBAs, five second-team All-NBAs, and one third-team All-NBA. He almost assuredly is going to add to that this season, but the All-NBA teams have not yet been announced. He, he has finished second place in MVP voting uh, in 08, when he was a pup. Five times he's finished in the top five. Seven times he's finished in the top six. And 10 times Chris Paul has finished in the top 10 in MVP voting. He's a five-time assist champ, including winning an assist title at age 22 and winning an assist title at age 36. 14 years removed were his assist titles. He's won the Steels Championship six times, nine times all defense. He also won Rookie of the Year, if you're interested in that. He's third all-time in career assists and sixth all-time in career steals. The regular season resume is one of better than the 21st best player of all time. Let's be honest here. The regular season resume would say it's probably the second greatest point guard ever. The regular season resume would be Magic 1, Chris Paul 2, depending on what you want to do with Oscar Robertson. But spoiler alert, I have four, well, I have three point guards plus Oscar. Oscar's too old for the list, ahead of Chris Paul. Because Magic's ahead of him, Steph's ahead of him, Isaiah's ahead of him. So why? It's because the postseason resume, and that's, this was true before this season ended in the most inglorious fashion imaginable, is spotty. Now, spotty doesn't mean all bad. A guy like Harden, Harden's postseason resume is almost entirely bad. Chris's postseason resume is not entirely bad. So let's go through the plus and the minus of it, okay? He is fifth all-time in playoff assists. His first career playoff game, he was 35-10, and 10, followed by a 32-17, and 17, followed by a 24-11-15 to close out a series in 2008, the year he almost won MVP. That year in 08, he took the defending champion Spurs to seven games in round two. But that was another series where they had control of it and then lost the final couple games. That ain't great. And it, however, you look at it, you're like, okay, but his second and third best players were David West and Pedro Soyakovich. He averaged 24 and 7 for the series. He was 22 years old, and it looked like only great things were ahead for Chris in the postseason. It's not quite how it worked out. And in fact, you don't have another super noteworthy postseason event until 2014. So we go from 08 to 14 without any super great postseason moment for Chris. 2014 postseason. 22 and 14, 
22 points, 14 assists in a game seven against the Warriors. It's actually as of recording, uh, which is we're recording right before the Western Conference Finals get going. It's the last team to beat the Warriors in the playoffs aside from in the finals. So he did that in game seven against the Warriors in 2014. He averaged 23 and 12 in round two against Oklahoma City, but they lose. They down 2-1 to the defending champ Spurs the next year. He has 25 and 10, including a game seven buzzer beater. It's like, okay. So he had, he had the great playoff moment in 08, then a long gap without it. Then 2014, he beats the young upstart Warriors. He loses a brutal series to OKC, but come on, it's OKC and they have Durant, they have Russell at the time. You're not going to kill him for it. The very next year, he's in a game seven. He hits the buzzer beater. If you remember it, he kind of got bumped, banked in off the glass to win a game seven. But then his, at the time, single worst playoff moment immediately followed. They're up 3-1 against the Rockets. They lose all three games, and it's awful. It's just truly, truly awful. And the previous year, if when I said the 2014 season, we're not going to kill him for it. We're not going to kill him for it, but he had those back-to-back terrible turnovers. So 2014, he has the terrible turnovers in the final 15 seconds against Ross, and they lose a critical game to OKC. They lose the series. But it's like, were, they, were the Clippers really the better team, or was that KD and Russ? Okay, the next year, they are better than the Rockets. They're up 3-1, and they blow it. In his defense, the most notorious game of that series was the Game 6 meltdown. He did have 31 and 11, but he's still attached to the loss. 2018 is supposed to be his moment. He has 41, 7, and 10 to eliminate the Jazz to advance for the first time in his career, forget the finals, the Western Conference Finals. And they are beating an all-time great Warriors team. And then he hurts his hamstring in game five, and the team collapses without him. It's like, okay, is he ever going to have another chance as good as this? He, in 2020, he's on a Thunder team that's supposed to be rebuilding. They lose in round one to Houston by two in game seven. He did have 19, 11, and 12. Houston wins. Okay, that's not really on him. I'm sorry, that was 2020. If I didn't say that right, that was the bubble year. But then last year, last year, the Chris Paul resurgence, if you will. He's on Phoenix, this Phoenix team that had never sniffed the playoffs before he gets there. He goes there. He averages 21 and 10 to sweep Nikola Jokic out of the playoffs in round two to get to the second career Western Conference Finals. And he had 37 and seven to clinch that series. Then in the conference finals, he averages 24 and nine against the Clippers and to clinch that series to get to his first career finals, 41 and eight, one of the single greatest playoff games of his life to get to the finals. And his first career finals game, he's 32 and nine. But the Suns are up 2-0. And then they lose four straight. And then this year, what did we see? First game of the playoffs, 30 and 10 against the Pelicans. To eliminate the Pelicans, 33 and 8, going an NBA all-time playoff record, 14 of 14 from the field. It's the Mavs series. Unbelievable game one, unbelievable game two, and then just a total no-show. Awful. The final five games. So what do you do? Chris Paul's Regular, se- regular season resume far outshines Isaiah Thomas. Is neck and neck, if not as far as true point guard play, better than Steph Curry. And he does have some great postseason moments. But repeatedly, in the biggest spots, the point guard does not play his biggest ball. 
So it's hard for me to have him higher than right outside the top 20. And if I'm being honest, I don't. I think this is going to end up being his last best shot. Last year, up 2-0 in the finals. This year, a 64-win team, up 2-0 on a Mavs team. No one except for me picked to go anywhere. They only have one all-star in Luka. And it wasn't just on him, but he was not good the final five games of that series. So I don't want to spend this time knocking him. He's the 21st greatest player ever. But why is he not higher? That's why he's not higher. We've got a couple callers that want to chime in on Chris Paul. Let's hear from him. What up, Nick? Ah, uh, look at this new audience. Got to make sure I'm crispy up here. Top 50 of the last 50, huh? Now, CP3 is my homie, but he was my third favorite clipper. I was a Blake guy. And then DeAndre just was flying through the sky in Lob City. Hits. And you know who Chris Paul was? He was the adult in the room. Chris Paul's the one that leveled everything out. Yeah, we didn't realize our full potential, but without Chris Paul, I don't think we even sniffed that. So I got respect for CP3, who's still out here cooking, looking better than ever. That's what happens when you become a vegan. Hey, man, have me on the podcast for real instead of these little clips. We'll chop it up, 2 chains. All right, boy. Hey, Nick. How you doing? Melissa Roland here, national NBA reporter for Fox Sports. Great list, by the way, but I have a question for you. Chris Paul, I think we can agree he's an incredible passer, an incredible playmaker, an incredible defender. Heck, I'd even say he's one of the top five NBA point guards of all time. So my question for you is, is the reason why he's not higher on your list because he never won a championship? If he had won a title, would you have given him a little bit of a higher nod? Absolutely. Listen, to answer her question, absolutely unequivocally, yes. And in fact, the guy who you're about to hear is number 20, who's going to be my far and away most controversial inclusion. Uh, he would be higher than him. He also, I, I don't want to give the list away, but I haven't mentioned Charles Barkley. I haven't mentioned Carl Malone. I, those are best players without a ring. Chris Paul would be ahead of him. But instead, those are players also without a ring who won a league MVP. He did not. Like it's, he would, if he had won a title last year or this year, he would have at least had an argument of him versus Isaiah Thomas. But he didn't, so he doesn't. And to Marcellus's point, the, those Clippers teams didn't lose a lot of series where they had clearly the best team. You lose to the Warriors, you lose to the Thunder. But they were in position where they could have won those series. And Chris, this is why it's hard for little guys to dominate the NBA playoffs. He got dinged at the wrong time. He turned the ball over at the wrong time. I, he's an all-time great player. And analytics say he is the second greatest point guard ever. But he needed to have one start-to-finish unimpeachable postseason. He didn't. That's why he's just outside the top 20. Number 20 is going to be the single most controversial inclusion. Folks will say he does not even belong on the list. I feel like I might have him too low. We'll do that next. With Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, you will be eating stress-free this spring. Each meal is chef-crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long. Try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, truffle butter, and shrimp. Restaurant-quality food that you do not have to prep, cook, or clean up. 
delivered right to your doorstep. And if you need to change your deliveries, you can pause or reschedule whenever you like. Factor is your solution for fast and premium meals. Also, for the month of April, Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. So, what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. All right, welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright podcast as we are now officially to the top 20 of the 50 best players of the last 50 years. And a little context here. The NBA released its 50 greatest players ever at its 50-year anniversary. And there was one incredibly controversial inclusion. They included Shaquille O'Neal. Now, Shaq did not have the resume. He don't even leave in the league a half decade, little, exactly a half decade. He, he did not have the resume to be included, but it was so clear he was changing the game. It was so clear how dominant he was. He was already, from almost the moment he walked into the league, an MVP candidate. They said this list is going to look dumb in two years' time if we don't have Shaq on it. So I'm following their lead. And the 20th greatest player of the last 50 years And what's going to look dumb about this is not including him. What's going to look dumb about this is not having him higher. Number 20, Luka Doncic. Now, let me say this. We are recording this before the Western Conference Finals begin. So by the time you guys hear this, he maybe will have carried a Mavs team to the finals, which will be the most impressive individual effort in a postseason since LeBron in 07 with no All-Stars carried that Cavs team to the finals. But even if he doesn't get to the finals, this is not going to be debatable. Here's where we're at with Luka. He's two-time first-team All-NBA, but that might be three-time first-team All-NBA by the time you see this. Once the All-NBA teams are released, he's either going to be first or second team this year. As a 19-year-old rookie, he averaged 21-8-6. and six. The three years since his rookie season, he's averaging 28-9-9. and nine. For his career, he's 26, 9, and 8. His MVP finishes are fourth place, fifth place, sixth place, and not in that order, his three years, his second, third, and fourth year in the league. But where Luka truly distinguishes himself is what he's done in the postseason, which is quite simply be one of the greatest postseason performers we have ever seen already. The headlines. He is second all-time in playoff points per game behind only Michael Jordan. He is 12th all-time at present, might move up higher, in playoff assists per game tied with Chris Paul. He is third all-time in playoff three-point shooting percentage behind only Steph Curry and Klay Thompson as far as guys that take at least seven a game shooting over 38% or over 37%. Dame Lillard's the only other person on that list. It's those four guys. So three of the greatest shooters we've ever seen. Wait, and Luca. The context of it. He has played, as, as of recording, four career playoff series. Two came against the Clippers 
years the Clippers were favored to win the title, where Kawhi and Paul George were healthy for both series, the two best wing defenders in basketball. That's who he had to deal with his first two career series. His third playoff series, he missed the first three games of because he was injured, come into it, and Rudy Gobert's there. He's won three Defensive Player of the Year awards. His fourth career series, he's up against a 64-win juggernaut in the Phoenix Suns with Chris Paul, a nine-time all-defense guy, and Mikhail Bridges, allegedly one of the best wing defenders in the league. So how has he done? Well, through those four series, he is averaging for his playoff career 33-9-9. No other player in playoff history averages 36-6. He averages 33-9-9. He's played 23 career playoff games. Six of them he's gone for 40-plus. That's the 19th most 40-point playoff games in NBA history already. And he's done all of this with zero all-star teammates ever. So let's go through year by year for Luka. 2020 against the Clippers, his first career playoff game ever. He scores the most points for anyone in NBA history making their playoff debut. He has 42 points, seven rebounds, nine assists, three steals. Game four of that series, down 2-1, a critical spot. He has 43 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists, and hits a buzzer-beating three to win the game. In the elimination game of that series, he has 38-9-9. He also, by the way, is the all-time record holder by a mile for most points per game in NBA history in elimination games. For that series, he averaged 31-10-9. One game ruined his averages because he only scored like 13 points because Marcus Morris was so sick of Luka Doncic hitting him in the head that he stomped on Luka's ankle after the play and he had to miss most of the game. The very next year, they are playing the Clippers again. Game one, 31-10-11. Game two, 39-7-7. They win them both. Game three, with a chance to go up 3-0 and shock the world. They didn't. Was it Luka's fault? Oh, I don't know. He had 44-9-9. Game five. Series tied two games apiece. He has 42, 8, and 14. And then in game seven, a game they lose. Oh, you're up 2-0. You lost. What does that say about you? Well, I don't know. In game seven, again with Kawhi or Paul George guarding him the whole game, he had 46 points, seven rebounds, 14 assists. For the series, he averaged 36, 8, and 10. And then this year, round two against the 64 win defending Western Conference champion Phoenix Suns. Game one, 45-12-8. Game two, 35 points on 22 shots. Facing elimination in game six, 33-11-8. They win by 27. And then game seven in Phoenix, he scored 27 in the first half. The Suns scored 27 in the first half. He had 35-10-4, and and it killed his playoff averages because he didn't have to play in the fourth quarter. Luka Doncic is already one of the greatest playoff performers ever, and I'm recording this before they even play in the Western Conference Finals, might made the finals by the time you hear this. No matter what happens in the series against the Warriors, the only thing that could happen is that I have him too low. Luka Doncic is the 20th greatest player of the last 50 years at a minimum. We now have a caller that if it is who I think it is, I know is going to take massive issue with this. Let me hear. 
Nick, you just couldn't wait, could you? You just could not wait. It is the year 2022. It is only the year 2022. And let me make sure I'm looking at this shit right. Luka Doncic is already a better player than Kevin Garnett, David Robinson. I'm just pointing out the Kawhi. I'm just pointing out the egregious ones. Come on, man. Wait a little while. It's too soon. It's too soon and too wrong. But it's Bo. I love you. It's not too soon. It's not too wrong. And Kevin Garnett, as much as I adore him, put up his five best playoff games ever. Luke has already got five better. Go, go game for game. KG's best game ever is a 32 and 21 uh, in a game seven of a Western Conference semifinal. Luke, I told you, did. Did 44, 9, and 9 facing elimination. I had a game seven where he scored 46. David Robinson, who, again, I adore. He had 36 and 16 is the best playoff game he ever had. 36 and 16. Luka did better than that in his first playoff game ever. The, the KG, God love him. KG, what was the story on him? Can't get out of the first round. Can't get out of the first round. Can't get out of the first round until he got legitimate teammates. Luke has never had another all-star on his team. He's staring at a conference finals. As I record this, maybe an NBA finals by the time you hear it. I, it was not wrong to put Shaquille O'Neal on the 50 greatest players in NBA history list when it came out. It is absolutely not wrong to put Luka Doncic on the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years, nor is it wrong to have him in the top 20. He has never had a bad playoff game. After his rookie year, he's been first team or second team. We'll see how he finishes this year if he's first or second team. But, he, but likely first team All-NBA this year, which would mean after his rookie year, he has finished top six MVP voting every year, first team All-NBA every year, averaged 30-plus in the playoffs every year. Again, no one has ever averaged in the postseason 30 points, six rebounds, six assists. Luka averages 33 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. Every Luka Doncic playoff moment, it's either the only other guy to do it is Jordan, the only guy ever to do it is LeBron, the only guy ever to do it is Will. He is going to go down as one of the 10 greatest players ever. It is not too far to say he's already one of the 20 greatest players of the last 50 years. Number 19 is a player that Luka already has a better regular season resume than, but number 19 made his money. In the postseason, we wrap up today's episode with him next. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in. What's Right, Nick Wright podcast special episode as we count down the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years. Number 20 was Luka Doncic. It's going to be wildly controversial. Number 19 will not be. Number 19 is a guy everyone respects, everyone loves, and I think everyone has right about in this range. Number 19, Dwayne Wade. D-Wade's regular season resume is good, but not elite. His regular season resume, two-time first-team All-NBA, three-time second-team All-NBA, three-time third-team All-NBA. 
He finished top five MVP voting twice, but never won. He won one scoring title. He was three-time All-Defense. That's about the end of the regular season resume. So how could he be this hot? Because D-Wade made his money at money time until his body gave out on him. He was a dominant playoff performer from day one. He went to five NBA finals. He won three titles. And he was the best player on one of those title teams winning finals MVP. He, so he, he was the second best player, obviously, on the other four finalists winning two more rings. 2005, averages. Third, so just from, he comes into the league 03 04. By 05, his second year in the league. In D Wade's defense, LeBron had not yet made the playoffs. Same draft class. D Wade 2005, final three games of round two, averages 35 8 and 8. He has a 48 and 6 and a 36 and 7 in games two and three of the conference finals in his second year in the league against the defending champion Detroit Pistons. Now, it's not enough. They end up losing that series. Detroit goes on to the finals, obviously. But he was immediately awesome. Again, year two, final three games of round two, averages 35-8-8. Eight, and eight. And then in games two and three of a series against Detroit that they would go up 2-1 on the defending champion Pistons, he gives you 40 points, eight rebounds, six assists, and then 36 re- points and seven rebounds. Game three, Detroit would go on to win. But then the next year, is where the D-Wade legend really grows. Down 0-2 to Dallas in the NBA Finals. This is what he does in the final four games. Down 0-2, he has a 42 point, a 42 and 13. Down 2-1, he has a 36 and 6. Series tied two games apiece. He has a 43 and 4. And then up 3-2, he has 36 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, four steals, three blocks to win the title. One of the greatest finals performances by anyone ever. In fact, one would argue, I would argue, that the only finals performances better than what D-Wade did in 06 were authored by Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Those, Jordan had a couple that were better than this. LeBron's had a couple that were better than this. Giannis had last year's, and then it's D-Wade. And by the way, Game five, series tied two games apiece. Down one, two seconds left in overtime. D-Wade gets fouled, hits both free throws. That was his third year in the league. He's a finals MVP and with an all-time great finals performance. Then, bit of a dry spell. 9 he has 41-5 and in a game six to stave off elimination against Atlanta. 2010, he faces the big three in Boston in round one. Averages 33-6-7, and seven, including facing elimination, has a 46-5-5, and five, but the big three beat him. Then 2011, LeBron comes to town. That 2011 postseason, though, Dwayne Wade was better than LeBron James. In 2011, he averaged 37-5 and five to knock Boston out of the playoffs. And then in the finals... He averaged 27, 7, and 5. Was the best player on the Heat by far. LeBron was not with it that series. We all know the story there. Uh, In Game 2, which Game 2, the whole NBA history is different. If the Heat are able to hold on to that lead in Game 2, he had 36 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. They lose that series. But let's if the Heat had managed to win that series, D-Wade would have been Finals MVP on a team with LeBron. 
2012, when the Heat finally do get their first ring. He had a 41-10 and 10 to close out the, the Frisky Pacers in 2012. And in those finals, he had 20, average 23, 6, and 5. Now he has two rings. 2013, monster game four against the Spurs. It, they're down 2-1 or the Heat, and D-Wade has 32 points, six rebounds, four assists, six steals to even the series, two games apiece before, obviously, the Ray Allen shot in game six and the LeBron masterpiece in game seven. In that LeBron masterpiece, by the way, though, famously, LeBron had 37 and 12. Chris Bosh had zero. That game came down to the final minutes. D-Wade had 23 and 10 in that game and averaged 24 and 5 for the series. Unfortunately for D-Wade, that was he had only had one more great postseason moment. 2014, his knees were shot. He was no good. He was a big reason why the Heat lost. And 2016, I will give him credit, a resurgent Dwayne Wade playing for Miami Eastern Conference semifinals, 2016. The Cavs are waiting. The Cavs with LeBron are waiting uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. And D-Wade is playing Toronto. It goes seven games. He averages 26 points, six rebounds, four assists, but they lose in seven. It would have been unbelievable to see that team take on LeBron and the Cavs. I don't think they would have had a shot, but it would have been good theater. So D-Wade's playoff flame didn't burn as long as you would like, but it burned so incandescently hot. One of the greatest finals performances ever. Another excellent finals performance and a loss because LeBron wasn't good enough in 2011. A great wingman performance in 2012 and 2013. All of that combined with the fact that he is, at least in my estimation, if we're ranking two guards of the last 50 years, it goes Michael, Kobe, Wade. He is, was always, and I didn't even mention one of the more underrated defenders at his position. Even though he never won an MVP, I feel very comfortable with him exactly where he is. The 19th best player of the last 50 years won Dwayne Wade. We have a caller that wants to ask a question about D. Wade. What's up, Nick? Yaron from Fox Sports. So with Dwayne Wade, he is awesome. I cannot make any argument against him. But looking over his career resume, one thing that did stand out was the fact that he only had two first-team All-NBA nods and just two top-five MVP finishes. So my question for you is, did you take that into account? And does that say something about how good Dwayne Wade actually was at his best? Thanks. Absolutely, I took it into account. If D. Wade had won a league MVP and was like six-time first-team All-NBA, then he'd be higher on this list. But because his regular season resume is a guy who probably should be in the 35 to 45 range. His postseason resume is a guy that should be in probably the 8 to 14 range. You put them together, you come in at 19th. Demonze's been sitting here listening to me rant about these players. He also has a D-Wade question. Go ahead. Yeah, by putting Wade this high, you're kind of saying something about LeBron. And that's it. I mean, it, it just sounds like he won his first two titles because he had a top 20 player on his team. And you know, oh. if, if you got two top 20 guys all the time on your mm -hmm. team, it kind of feels like an underachievement to only win two titles. Well, I would that would be correct if for the four years they were together, they had two top 20 all-time guys, but they didn't. Because 2011 in the finals, LeBron didn't play like a top 200 all-time guy. That's one title they didn't win. 2014, the entire playoff series, D. Wade was like 15 points per game. 
He wasn't a top 20 player in the league, much less all time. The two years where they both were, LeBron was at his apex and D-Wade was at his near apex, they won both titles. So I, I understand the point, but they're, the, the problem for D-Wade is after the 2013 season, his knees were shot. The problem for LeBron is 2011, he spit the bit or else they'd have won that title. D-Wade was good enough. But a huge part of D-Wade's legacy comes years before LeBron joins the team. What he did that 06 postseason will never be forgotten. It's one of the greatest finals performances ever. It helped Shaq solidify himself himself post-Kobe. And so I'm very comfortable with it. Dwayne Wade, the 19th best player of the last 50 years. He has three rings. We start off next week's list with a couple of guys with no rings. So how'd they get here? We'll discuss that next week. It is What's Right with Nick Wright's special episode, 50 Greatest Players in the Last 50 Years.